Pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. It's now time to catch up with my latest canine behaviour slot on Magic Talk FM with Roman Travers on the Sunday Cafe. Roman Travers, Magic Talk. Have you got a dog? How old is your dog? Because the whole equation of dog year thing, I've forgotten how to do it. Someone who will know is Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Darren. Good morning, Roman. How are you this morning? I'm really good. I'm dogless, of course. I actually oh. text Izzy last night, Izzy the borrowed Waimarana, and she's did got that hashtag. Back? She did text back. She said, I'm unavailable for walks later oh. on. I was very, very hurt. No, that's not good. You need to sort that one out, Roman. I know. I do miss walking Izzy, but Izzy's got owners that love her more than I do, and they tend to, they're quite selfish. They keep taking her <laughs> out for walks and not letting me. You just want to um, arrange to just accidentally meet them. <laughs> she is a lovely dog how do you work out the age of a dog yeah so for years i well i, I was always told that it was seven years for every one year mm. but um <clears throat> so that made um what well, most dogs live to about 120 i think um like 14 years old or more um but what's there's been some new research coming out um and and i can go all technical on it and it's all about um this thing called methylation of dna but if mm. you want to find out a lot more details of it, you can go onto my facebook page because i've just posted that paper up there mm. if you're scientifically related um but what they've said is that um that a one-year-old dog is actually about 15 years old in human context, right? Mm. And then a two-year-old is around the 24 years age. And that makes total sense from a behavioral perspective because anybody that's a, a dog trainer, canine behaviorist, or even just a dog owner always knows that their dog goes a bit goo and a bit stupid <laughs> around the one-year to two-years mark. And they yeah. start to get that sort of maybe a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more, um, they don't listen, all those kind of things. And, mm. and that's kind of like being a teenager, isn't it? Or a politician. Yeah. <laughs> or a politician, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. It's true. <clears throat> uh, so I'm quite curious because often we've spoken in the past about dog breeds that are known to be quite immature for quite a few years. Is, are there breeds that if you haven't got patience for training, then you should avoid? <laughs> I think it's more down to yourself, definitely. Um, okay. There'll be some breeds. I mean, the smaller breeds, what, what this um, study sort of says, that the smaller breeds tend to mature much um, sooner. Mm. And then the older dogs, uh, sorry, the, the bigger dogs tend to mature a lot later. But only in the first, the first sort of three to five, three to about three to five years, if I remember rightly, is about the same. And then as they get older, they age more. So an, um, uh, if I remember rightly, an, a bigger dog tends to age much more. So mm. um, they'll be like 150 rather than 120 kind of thing. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but there are certainly some breeds that if you haven't got the patience, you don't want to go near. And it's more of the type of dog rather than the actual breed of dogs. So the herding dogs, those guarding dogs, the ones that you're going to need to be training consistently and constantly through the whole of their life because they're just really, really clever. That's not the type of breed if you're lazy and you can't cope with dogs. Um, okay. Gun dogs, they're still hard dogs to train, but they're a lot more forgiving generally. Mm. Some breeds not so much, but most, most of the gun dogs are a bit more forgiving. Yeah, I understand that. So if you, if you really want to see real dogs, you go for a walk around, say, Martinborough, or you know, look at real, real working dogs. If you want to see dogs that are not much bigger than cats and serve very little purpose, walk down Ponsonby Road in Auckland. Yesterday, my eldest daughter and I were walking around, and some of them are, are just so tiny, you know, but... I guess you're choosing a dog applicable to your living situation, aren't you? It is, yeah. And every dog has a purpose, even if that's just a, a con, um, sort of comforting the person that's got them. So they all have a purpose. But um, originally back in the what, 1900s, the original dogs were all bred for working um, mm. by the Victorians. So, so a lot of those dogs don't have that working um, drive. Um, but they're, most of the small dogs have kind of originated, if I'm, if I'm right, I'm probably going to be shot for this one, but um, originated from the, the sort of lap dog. 
um, guarding mm. dog, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the comforting dog and the, that sort of thing. So they've all got a purpose. But I'm just yeah. being a bit rude, aren't I, really? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's a bit early. <laughs> if you want to catch up with Darren, you can do it in many ways, but the best way right now is to call on 0800 844 747 or fire a text through on 3920. Darren, this is his business, right? So he's not going to charge you for this right now. No. He will in the future, but get a free caller now with some free advice. I love the idea of if I ever get a dog again, doing some sort of agility stuff. Dogs seem to love that stuff, don't they? <clears throat> they do, and and also people do. We we spent. Um, I'm actually a bit of a deficit at the moment because I've got young dogs that I'm still training up to do agility, and I don't like putting them in the agility rings until they can cope with the stress of the environment. And mm. um, so we're we're still learning. But for many many years back, years and years ago, when our first dogs were about one to two, we did agility in the UK, and and it totally transformed our lives. We went from it was crazy, actually. We went from just having a couple of dogs in a car to having a van, a caravan, holidays away every weekend, and, and just crazy, crazy. Mm. <laughs> it really was. Mm. Why is it stressful? I've been to Crufts in, in <coughs> London years and years ago. I've never seen so many dogs in one place, but that was a dog show, not agility. Is it stressful when you put a whole lot of dogs in one environment like that? So I guess there's two types of stress that we're looking at here. There's, there's the stress of just that socialisation. A lot of these dogs, the working dogs, aren't, you know, maybe haven't been socialised as well as they should be. So the idea of throwing them into an agility field where there's hundreds of dogs, and, the, and they're not just hundreds of dogs just walking around calmly. Mm. These are like really hyped and really crazy because they're, you know, they've just been on the hunt. They've just been running around, jumping, screaming, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So mm. that's quite a hard one. But also there's a lot of pressure that um, we put on our dogs. If you watch some handlers, they're really hard handling with the dogs. And that's a lot of pressure on the dog as well. So the stress can build up through that as well. Stressful for the owners too because well, you yeah. know as well as <coughs> I do that you, in your head you know what you want your dog to do. Why isn't the dog getting what I'm asking it to do? Can you oh. join a club for that kind of thing? You can do, yeah. There are, there are numerous clubs all over um, New Zealand. So um, there's, a, there's a great one in Cambridge and Hamilton that you could uh, check out if you're in the, in the Waikato. Mm. Um, and there's a, we went to the North Shore um, when we were living up in Auckland, North Shore Club, and that was a, a fantastic club. Um, but yeah, there's a place that you can just go onto the Kennel Club, um, uh, sorry, NZ um, Agility mm. um, online, and uh, you can just list where you are and it will tell you the clubs that you can go to in that area. And I would strongly recommend them. That, um, get your name down early now because they get quite busy. Yeah, okay. We often think of dogs that are... Uh, usually used in working environments like beagles, border terriers, Welsh border collies. What are what are some of the breeds that you probably should not do agility with? I think any dog can do agility. Okay. There's a certain level now. So some of those really heavy, thick dogs, um, uh, thick bone dogs, I should say, not not intelligence. Um, <laughs> make that one clear. You'll get shot <laughs> um, again. Yeah, I'm going to get shot. They're going to struggle when they go over the like the dog walk, which is a very thin platform that goes up and across and then down. They might struggle with that height and, and the balance. Um, mm. Not to say I have I have seen dogs like that do it. You just have to take them nice and slowly. Um, there are some dogs that. Um, the constant jumping up and down and landing down on their feet isn't good for them and that's another issue that people want to be thinking about when their dogs are repetitively doing the same exercise on their on their feet there and and, and also i'll just jump in quickly there moment that there's a certain age that a dog has to be before you can do agility so um it's between the it varies depending on club but from the 12 months to the 15 months so that those growth plates and the oh, muscles yeah. have all formed properly mm. um so that's something that you really want to be thinking about um, yeah when you do agility that's really um, good advice isn't it dogs like the old rottweiler and they were big in the 90s, weren't they? You can't mm. run them very hard when they're growing. Is that right? Because they have that um, b bone growth going on? Yeah, so, so actually all dogs. Um, oh, sorry. And there's, there's a lot of growing evidence to show that you really shouldn't be letting your dogs run 
And when I say run, I mean in a paddock and just tearing away. The controlled run around your garden is, 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 is necessary, really, isn't it? Because they've got to get fit. But if you just let them charge in a park, dog parks, that sort of thing, mm. then those growth plates can get worn into um, and they don't form properly. And you can end up with hip dysplasia and, and, mm. and arthritis later. Do you know arthritis is one of the biggest killers for dogs? I can imagine. Yeah. And then you've got those breeds that have all the... Um, <coughs> cruciate ligament problems yep. too don't you yeah yeah Labrador's. definitely and that's right. just going to make that 10 times worse yeah indeed uh, get your call in now before it's too late you'll only kick yourself and that's always painful 0800 844 747 quick text here darren it says mm-hmm. i'm always careful how i say the name of the style because i'm scared i'll get a complaint but it, the shih tzu <laughs> it's the most loving and emotional dog ever but so stubborn they know exactly what you mean and what to do but will only do what they want when they want even treats and clickers don't do it do you just give up and love them for their incredibly loving wonderful qualities <laughs> i suppose it depends on what those behaviors that they're doing hmm. um i think um i always I always try and teach my puppies to to problem solve from very from a very early age. So rather than um, throwing those commands in sit down and all those kind of things straight away, I get them to problem solve the behaviours. So they they have to think about well, what behaviour does he want. Mm. So um, when we teach a dog to do a sit, do a down on command too early, and I'm talking when they're puppies, then they just get reliant on the words, and then the words just fade away and they just become oh whatever maybe. Um, but if you get the dog to problem solve, and it's quite fun doing it, get dogs problem solve, then mm. they, um, they'll start to, to use that as a strategy when they get older. And then it's not so much of a, I have to do it because you told me to. It's just, oh, that's what I do. I quite like, quite enjoy doing that. Gosh, you, you know you what? <coughs> you make it sound so easy. And when you have the right expertise, <laughs> it is. Roman Travis. Magic talk. Back into the world of dogs with Darwin Warner. Uh, sorry, that's not right, is it? He's a simply <laughs> private guy. Goodness me. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Have and you can... Coffee, <laughs> <laughs> you can find uh, you can find you on social media in so many ways. What's the best way? Yeah, the best way is um, to find me on Facebook. Just type in Mindfulness for Dogs. Remember, it's at number four. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Instagram, on my website. They're all the same. So. Okay. All right. If you've got a question right now, phone it through on 0800 844 Lisa, what sort of dog have you got? No, um, I'm just wondering about a Chihuahua. I'm thinking about getting a Chihuahua. I've had, you know, dog experience. Now, what can you tell me about the Chihuahua? Are they um, easy you, to train? So, so have you had, uh, what kind of dogs have you had before? And I've had Labs and a Foxy Chihuahua Cross. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, and he and was actually, he had been at the SPCA and was a little bit, you know, had a few troubles. And I'm just issues, yeah. seriously thinking of a Chihuahua. Yeah, so um, there's a couple of things you need to think about Chihuahuas. The, the, any dog is trainable, definitely. Yes. Um, the, the thing I've, over the years I've noticed with the Chihuahuas that I've trained is that they are incredibly clever dogs um but they're also quite fearful dogs um or they can be quite fearful and and the reason being is because we're so tall and they're so small that they if we're not careful they can start those fear-based behaviors quite early um and also um a couple of clients i've had that put little bells on their dogs because they step on them please don't do that because um what happens is they get really scared because they hear the bell Mm. and then the whole life is a torment because they can't hear they they don't know where it's coming from right but it's just something to be really careful that they're going to be around your feet because they're a dog that loves attention and they're, yes. they're very easy to step on. So you do get a few chihuahuas that um, will try and oh. bite your toes and bite your feet. Um, right. The other thing is that they there's very little fat on a chihuahua um, and they get really, really cold. So you see these right. chihuahuas shivering. Mm. Um, so yes. make sure that that's why they wear all the fancy coats. And it's probably one of the only dogs that I would recommend that you wear a coat pretty much all the time because they do get really cold. They do. Hey, yeah. thank you, Lisa. Yeah. And they're one of those breeds that have those googly, googly eyes too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
they're, they're, they're a love it or hate it dog, I think, in terms of looks. Yeah. Um, I think they're quite cute personally, but um, some mm. people don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of them personally because, as you said, I'd be very scared of squashing one. Crikey. Mm. So don't put a bell around their neck. No, it's just a couple of clients I've had that have done that and their mm. dogs have been incredibly fearful. Uh, actually, that's a very good point. We had a caller earlier on in the gardening segment who was blind. What would you recommend for someone who does want to know where their dog is all the time? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there are some pretty cool devices nowadays. I don't know if it would work whether they've got them there, but I had like a GPS one, mm. and, and you could send a signal to the uh, to the little thing on the collar, and it would beep. Yeah. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have a clue where to, to have got it. I got it on. Um, I think it might have been Witch or something like that. But, uh, no, it was no, bound to be right. something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I just did a David Clark and threw yeah. you under the bus. Then sorry. Yeah. About that. <laughs> now here's a text on three nine two zero from Donald. I have a Sharpay, which is the Roly Roly skin dog, isn't yep. it? The, yep. the toilet it's paper easier. dog. Yeah. Uh, I have a Sharpay that stretches his back legs out like he's doing push-ups. Is this a sign <laughs> of arthritis? Says Donald. Um, there are some of those breeds. Um, I'm, I'm probably not the best person to talk about. Maybe Charlie, um, if she's on next week, would be the best one for that one. But mm. I, I do think you see that in a lot of those um, bully-type breeds, don't you? The stuffies and uh, the sharpies. And, and they can almost, it looks like they're dislocating their back legs. Um, I see it all the time, and I don't seem to have many dogs that have the problem, so I wouldn't worry about it. No. If you find that when they're walking, it's looks a bit awkward then maybe get them checked out by the vet just yeah. for that but um, there are certain breeds that love that back leg out the back um staffies do that a lot don't yeah they? definitely yeah. i think it probably depends on the age of a dog if it's a really old dog right then there might be arthritis in there but um, yeah yeah i've seen that a lot with those guys okay 21 past nine the number is 0800 844 747 grab your wife's lipstick write it on a mirror you'll never forget <laughs> it well if you do it'll be on the mirror good morning says leslie i've got two cavalier foxy crosses they're two years old i can't stop them barking at visitors please help thanks leslie oh barking at visitors um you need to train your visitors um oh. and it's one of those things and i've probably said this a few times but dogs will do behaviors because they get reward get rewarded for it mm. so if the dog's barking at you um they want attention well that's basically the only thing that dogs want is attention from us so they're going to be barking at us if we talk to them um, touch them push them down and that includes telling them off mm. then we're actually giving them attention so we're really praising that behavior so the best way to do is to um totally ignore the dogs as they come in mm -hmm. but you you I call it actively ignoring. You're kind of ignoring them, but the second they do something you like, like sit down or they're quiet, you go, what a good dog. Oh, you're such a cool dog. Yeah. yeah. And that way you're telling them what you want, not what you don't want. And yeah, that's yeah. the important thing. It takes a bit of time, but over time the dog will realize that they don't get any reward for the jumping up and the barking. They get loads of rewards for being quiet and calm. Mm. They're not stupid. <laughs> Darren, let's just talk through the psychology of this. I'm going to get deep and dark on the <coughs> Ooh, psychology that. here. So I'm sitting at home and yep. my dog starts barking. What does the dog think when I'm going, oh, does the, does the dog think I'm joining in? Is, the, yeah, is that why much. they do it? My, my thoughts on that one, I mean, I'm sure there's different schools of thoughts, but for me, if I'm if I'm joining in with the barking, effectively, mm. then the dog's hearing me bark. Um, I'm kind of confirming that the behavior they're doing is correct. And if, if they're looking at something out the window and they're scared of it, then mm. I'm also saying I'm scared. And certain dogs, like the shepherds, the, the mastiffs, those kind of things, they'll probably join in even, even more so because then the, guard, the guarding instincts come out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, definitely. That does make a lot of sense. If you've got questions for Darren Rowe, chances are he's got the answers on 0800 844 747. G'day, Des. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Yeah, good. Morning, Des. Good morning. Morning. Um, my wife and I do a lot of um, running, long-distance running, and we want to start taking our dogs with us, but we're not sure how far they're sort of designed to run for. Um, so we've got a Siberian Husky and a, a Border Collie Hunterway. Wow. Um, okay. we, how, we how, old, of, we, how old are the dogs, Des? 
Uh, so the Siberian Huskies, two and a half, and the um, Border Collies, about 18 months, two years. Um, so I mean, they, they go on short runs with us at the moment, it's up to about 20 kilometres, but we, we sort of run 60, what? 70, 60, 70 <laughs> I thought he was going to say half a kilometre. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, sorry. 20 kilometres, wow. Um, the, my my first, first thoughts are, you've got the right breeds, because they'll run and run and run. If you think about the, the, the husky itself, I mean, that's bred to run for miles and miles, isn't it, or kilometres and kilometres, and the Border Collie is more of a sprint run sort of thing, so you've got the right dogs there. Um, I would just be a bit dubious of the ages there. They're kind of, um, they're probably okay. All of the growth plates and everything are probably all full. It just depends when you started to do this kind of behaviour. So if you started running them when they were one or below one, like that, then you, you may have, you know, you may not be helping the dogs. Um, uh, we've only sort of started taking them with us for the last six months or so, because oh. it's sort of like okay. on, on, the, on, on the 20 kilometre runs prior to that, we were only doing little five Five and ten k runs. Wow, little. It sounds like they've got. Sorry, Bernard. No, I was just saying. I'm commenting on the length of the run. Little five or ten k. I know. (laughs) I'm trying to hold that one together. I could even manage a a kilometre at the moment. Um, I think I think your dogs have got very lucky owners. (laughs) I think you're fantastic to to be able to give your dogs that um, amount of exercise. Um, What I would say is that the the dogs get fitter and fitter the more they do. So. Make sure you're building it up and also supplement it. There's, um, you can do all sorts of conditioning exercises with your dogs. Um, there's a, a really great person um, in, Cambridge, uh, in Hamilton called Hybrid Dog Training, actually, that you might want to look up. And she does sort of yoga and that kind of stuff. It sounds silly, wow. kind of yoga and stuff with dogs, but it builds up their stomach muscles. And, and you, when, these, are, these are top-performing athletes, aren't they, at the end of the day, and they need to keep that, that um, conditioning up. Mm. Okay, I mean, the, the, the husky tries to do uh, our um, yoga and Pilates with us in the morning, but she spends more time on us rather than beside us. Um, is, it, is it a bit like goat yoga? Is it? We could do husky yoga. You should get a YouTube channel yeah. and record it. That's <laughs> very, that is very interesting, though, Darren, because um, my concerns there are, and, and Des, I really admire what you're doing. You're obviously a very mm. fit person, both of you, but your dog will just want to keep running because it wants to be with you. Is that always a good thing to make them do those big Ks? Yeah, so you do have to be careful on it because I'm in mean, the border collie particularly. Uh, the husky's not a breed I know a great deal about in terms of um, owning one, mm. but the border collie will push through that pain barrier so much that they'll end up just collapsing before they give it up, if that makes sense. Right. So you do have to be watching those subtle signs. And I think by the sounds of it, Des, you, you've built that up slowly so that the, the fitness of the dog has gone with you. Mm. Um, and that's a really important thing. Is It's like me, you know, suddenly going out and running a, a marathon when I've done no training. I'd yeah. wouldn't make it <laughs> no no look I, I've only ever done a half marathon and that was a mistake I got yeah. lost around the, the bays in Wellington and I got home with yeah no it wasn't a good look at all alright 0800 844 747 to chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs Helena how are you I'm good thank you how are you very well morning um, I've got a French French bulldog um, she's beautiful absolutely beautiful but she suffers from quite a lot of anxiety um, and obviously the, the breed itself um, can can have problems with separation anxiety, but she has problems with cats, and um, we've got two cats, and she's only just been with us for a, uh, probably about three or four months now, and um, when she gets anxious, she starts chewing on her paws, and she starts shaking, mm. and is there anything that we can do to help with that? Um, yeah, so first of all, I, w- I would, uh, whereabouts are you? Um, we're in Morrinsville. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just down the road, so I would certainly enlist a dog trainer to help you with this one because separation yeah. anxiety can be a real problem. Yeah. Um, and as you're finding out, when they start to chew their paws, that's a, a real quite extreme case. Yeah. And quite often it's it's to do with the environment. Um, yeah. 
So there'll be there'll be many triggers within her environment in your house that are triggering that separation anxiety. And it's not always yeah. when you leave either. It no. might just be the stresses. Does she chew the furniture and chew the doors when you leave? No. Stuff? Well, oh, we okay. don't leave her. We've not left her by herself. Um, right, okay. But we know <coughs> when we leave the room, if we close the door, then she will, um, she will get, you know, you can hear her sort of like um, whimpering. Yeah, so okay. we know that she doesn't, she won't like being away from anyone for too long. The first thing I would do now, just because she's chewing a pause, is I would get that checked out. We've um, recently um, had a dog that got an infection, a fungal infection in the feet, and um, a yeast um, um, infection, and, and that can be quite painful. Mm. And that's that could happen just because the dog is getting really stressed, which is what separation anxiety is, and then the immune system can start to drop. Mm. So those sort of things can come out. So I would certainly get that checked out just to make sure it's not something you can just solve like that. Right. But yeah, separation anxiety is, is a big problem, and I would, I would seek some advice on that one. Thanks, Helena. Nice to hear from you. Dan has to go off and feed a thousand hungry cows. So he said, I'm apologising for texting. You don't have to apologise, that's fine. We have an awesome little border collie female and we want to get a friend for her. She sleeps in the garage. Would just putting a pup in there to sleep with her be asking for trouble? Will she learn bad habits from the older dog is what he's basically saying. I guess there's a couple of questions there. First, first of all, how old? Um, and this goes back to the age thing at the beginning. If you if you bring a small puppy into a teenager's life, then you're going to end up with two teenagers, mm. and that's no fun for anybody, is it? So if the dog's about two years old, that's for me, that's the perfect sort of time around a two- to three-year-old um, dog, as long as you've done the training and you've got that Border Collie behaving well, because mm. like I say, they'll always learn from the other dog, not from you <laughs> first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be the thing to do. Um, I, I probably wouldn't just throw them in together, though, because the older dog might not take to the little puppy too quickly um so i would separate them and have pens and that sort of stuff and then introduce them slowly just because you don't want the older dog to hurt the younger puppy darren rowe is an expert with dogs and he's there for you at any day monday right through to sunday on all sorts of ways how do people find you darren Yep, so you can find me on Facebook, um, so that's Mindfulness for Dogs, um, or M for Dogs, I think it is. Um, you can find me on Instagram, or you can go to the website, and that's mindfulnessfordogs.com, um, and that's with the number four. I'll let you get back to your fleet of dogs. Awesome. <laughs> All the very best. Thank you, Darren. Thanks for your time <laughs> Cheers, here mate. on the Sunday Cafe. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.